I was upset. I didn't think I had what it takes. It took a while to admit anything was wrong. Diet and exercise sounded intimidating. But small easy goals made it easy to start. Every situation is different. There are many paths to victory, but the end goal is all the same. This is the Weight Loss Podcast with Matt and Courtney, a couple who committed to a strategy and lost a combined 100 kilograms. When it comes to weight loss, you don't just need encouragement, you need a strategy. Hello and welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Courtney and next to me, as always, is Matt. Say hello, Matt. Hello, Matt. Good, he's here. He's chipper. <laughs> That's what we need. I am ready. To start the episode. I am ready. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to this episode. Oh, to... You mean as opposed to the other ones that you fucking I hate? I actually always say that. I always say I'm actually looking forward to today's episode. But today's episode is a great topic. We are going to be discussing how not to fall apart on the weekend. Yes, a very common issue, one that gets brought up with us a lot with both our clients and as people that we speak to in general that stop me if you've heard this before. I do really well through the week, but I just I just really struggle on the weekends. Yeah. People tend to lose their shit on the weekends. Yep, they do. They do, and it does come up all the time. I think that there's several different places and we've sort of made a bit of a list about several different places where we find that People tell us uh, that's a reason that they're losing sort of their minds on the weekends. So we're going to go through that list. But I think I think with the weekends, it really just boils down to the fact that Monday to Friday, most of us tend to work. Not everyone. I didn't used to work on a Monday to Friday. My work. You still. Some would argue you still don't. But some would argue I still don't. I used to work in hospitality before getting into the health and fitness area. And in hospitality, my weekend was Monday and Tuesday. So I would start work on a Wednesday and I would work through to Sunday. So that Monday and Tuesday were my weekend. But I would say that the... Would you say, Matt, that the uh, more than average number of people would have Monday to Friday as their working week? Well, it's pretty clear that regardless of the working week... For everyone, that weekends are a problem for a lot of people. Do you know how you can tell this through a very highly controlled scientific study? <laughs> go to your gym on a Monday night. Yes. Then go to your gym on a Friday night. Very good point. So I forgot about that. The the gyms are overfull and packed on a Monday night, where on Friday night, well, you know, they're kind of a graveyard. Because people are out undoing their hard work and then on Monday, you know, I'll go and burn it all off. I'll fix it. So to me, what I've had in my mind for a long time is all the masses of people I see in the gym on Mondays who aren't there later in the week, well, they're there on Mondays because their weekend was shit. Yes. Yes. So it's a very, very common problem. So that was a scientific, a controlled (laughs) Scientific study that will be peer-reviewed and published in a respected journal called Matt's Journal. Oh, good. In other words, that's just my two cents worth, and who why gives a fuck about that? Why do I have a feeling I'm going to be referring to Matt's Journal going forward in the future? 
Um, I have a feeling you won't since you forget most of what I tell you. <laughs> That's so, true. So, no, that won't be an issue. That is true. I do forget a lot of what you say. But anyway, let's let's move straight into the bit of a list we made, Matt, and then we can talk about it. All right. So, yeah, what what causes the problem? And this is these are issues that we have noticed ourselves working with clients or just through ju- just, just discussions yeah. that we've had. So, the number one reason we discovered that people fall apart on the weekends well you know what it's the bloody kids it's my husband it's my wife it's someone other than me i don't really think we shouldn't really say number one because it makes it sound like these are in order well it's number one on our list they're not really in order of importance these are in complete order of importance I'm just saying that they're not in order necessarily in terms of what we've heard the most or it's anything just, okay. like that. It's just the first one we're bringing up. Okay. However, can I just say? Yes. It is the one I've heard the most. Is it? Yes, it's it is. It's not the one I've heard the most. So we do differ in that slightly. That's but... okay. You're allowed to be wrong. <laughs> but go on. Uh, family slash kids. Yeah. So, okay. Kids have sport. Yeah. Families have social events. Gatherings. As stressful as they can be. (laughs) And often it can be a complete, and I'm giving away the next one, but it can be a complete routine breaker. Yes. So through the week, you know, the kids have school. The parents have work of some kind. And by the way, I think for for the stay-at-home mum, that is a job. Yeah, well, I mean... it's entirely a job unto itself. So when I say work, I'm encompassing... The stay-at-home mum whose Mm. job, and it really is a job, an underpaid one, is to manage the household and ensure that the kids, you know, get through a day safely. Anyway, kids have school, parents have work, and there's a routine there. We get up at a certain time, you might get the kids ready for school, everyone has breakfast, I hope. Some people might go to the gym early, get it done before they go to work. Um, otherwise it will happen at the back end of the day, but the kids are at school, parents are doing the work thing, knock off at the work time or do the school pickup. One follows the other, go home, sometimes via the gym, uh, eat dinner and, uh, it's bedtime. Hmm. And that usually will go through the Monday to Friday. And then here comes the weekend and, uh, oh, Shit goes haywire because, well, there's no, there's no structure. A lot of people lose that structure. So yeah. that I think goes into the second point that we've got, which is there is a routine mm-hmm. for people, and I think I think this extends beyond just being a parent. So Courtney and I are non-parents. We are dog parents, animal parents. We have we own a zoo. Yeah. We own a zoo where we um, appear to raise cats and pugs. Yes. In that order. <laughs> uh, and video game machines, as it turns out. But that's <laughs> yes. a different discussion altogether. Anyway, people have their routine through the week, whether you've got kids or not. You're working, you've got your gym routine, especially when, you're, when you've got your set working routine. You, know what, you generally know what you're going to do, where you're going to be, when you're going to be there. And it's pretty easy to work around it because it's, it's normal. But on the weekend, what is normal? For a lot of people, chaos is normal. Am I right? Yeah, and I think it depends on what you do 
on the weekends as well with that sort of stuff. A lot, a lot of people will sleep in longer than they would during the week. So then that throws their sort of timing routine out for the weekend. And I think a lot of people, and I used to do this, I used to, a lot of people think of their working week and their weekend to be two separate things. So they don't think about it as one whole week. So a lot of people think about their working week and their weekends as is really two separate things. So they don't, it doesn't even go through a lot of people's minds to have a routine for the weekends or to continue their routine through the weekends. It's just that it doesn't even come into consideration because a lot of people just perceive those two things as completely separate. So like a mental clock off, Correct. you reckon? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And I think that that's where a lot of the no routine comes from when we're talking about Monday to Friday or, or working week routines compared to weekend routines where they will really have think about those two days completely differently. So, And a lot of people really just don't want routines on the weekend. A lot of people just want to just do whatever they want, whenever they want. I don't want to care about anything. There's some people that will sleep in till 10, 11 o'clock. During the day, there's people that will get up early, uh, but then they're out and about, they're doing stuff, and there's there's no thinking about, hang on a second, you know, should I be carrying through what I do during my working week into the weekend? Because I think a lot of people then associate that with work, and that's why they don't want to think about a routine that they do in their working week through to the weekend, mm. but... Obviously, we're not talking about work. We're talking about everything you do around work when we're talking about carrying it through to the weekend. So I can, I definitely can understand why people think about them differently because I used to definitely when I was younger and quite unhealthy and I didn't exercise could you, much. Could you discuss that? Could you elaborate on that? Well, I would basically, as I said, I worked Wednesday through to Sunday. So, and I worked uh, a lot of different hours. So in hospitality, sometimes I would do a day shift. Sometimes I would do sort of an afternoon into night shift. So my roster was always changing week to week. It changed. So sometimes I would get up early. Sometimes I would get up late during the week and it was always just chaotic, you know, working in that sort of environment, trying to fit in a bit of a social life at the same time, because obviously my weekend didn't match up to my family and friends weekend was Saturday, Sunday. It was just always felt like I was trying to jam pack a lot into a day. So I did have to be quite organized. Whereas then when the weekend came, Monday, Tuesday came, I I just thought, I, I just my whole thinking around Monday, Tuesday for me, which was my weekend, just totally changed. It was just, I didn't want to think about what I was doing. I didn't want to plan anything. I didn't want to do anything that was the, what I did in my working week because it would remind me of, working and I just wanted to basically do nothing like sit on the couch in my pajamas watch tv or get up get dressed go shopping um go walk around the shops and go out for lunch if I happen to have a friend that had the same day off you know go socialize with them just little things like that but it was it was a conscious thing for me I always remember just not thinking of my weekend as part of my week. It was just like my week to me was my working week and the weekends were something completely different. Mm. And that's just the way I thought about it. And I think that that's the way a lot of people tend to think about it. And that's where you can really get stuck in having that, you 
brilliant routine during your working week, you might have a fantastic routine and it's become a really ingrained habit and it's a great habit and you you hit your gym and you hit your um, meals on time and, you know, the meals that you're supposed to be having, you know, you're doing all the things that you're supposed to be doing, but then when it comes to the weekend, all that gets thrown out the window. Um, and I think that that's where that happens. There's a disconnect between what we, we recognize as our week and the weekend. And I think that leads to the next issue that comes up. Like, can I just say our sequencing here really does go together oh, quite nicely. Good. So high five to we us. We fluked that out. <laughs> Excuse me. We deliberately planned that out. We did deliberately plan that. It's all we, done on purpose. Everything we, we do is completely on purpose. N- none of this is a fluke. <laughs> We're not pulling this out of our butt at all. No, well, it is written down. It's just we didn't think to actually put it in order. But well, anyway, it, it's worked out, it's worked it is. out well. So anyway, so not having the routine on the weekend then leads to poor planning and time management. Yeah. And that's often where I see people, that, especially the clients that I've worked with over the years, really sort of fall apart and, and lose their marbles a bit is that there's just no no forethought. No, not at all. And no preparation. So I see this a lot uh, when I have been reviewing clients' meal recordings. So just to frame this and give it some context, the uh, fantastic online transformation program that Courtney and I run with our clients uh, periodically will ask them to submit seven days worth of recording which obviously encompasses the exercise or the training program that we prescribe, uh, as well as, and most importantly, what they're doing and what they're putting into their body away from the gym and obviously around their training sessions. And so often I'll see day one to five just be like in a routine, on the money, like, okay, they've got this one sussed out. Day six and seven... It's just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, that, is, that is the common thing that I've seen working with people. And I'll always ask the question like, hey, you know, like, there's, we, don't, we don't get angry. It's just like, okay, what is causing this? Mm. Because it's a habit. Yes. And transformations are generally about reprogramming people's bad habits into good ones. So this is a habit. And we'll always ask the client, okay, what do you think is causing this? And the most common response by far is, I just not planned. I don't prepare ahead of time. And that's where it comes up, you know, kids got sport, got to do this, got to do that, but there's no forethought. Mm. So all this, all this thought and this effort goes into the first five days of the week where the last two is just like, well, that's, that's it. My brain's just flicking off. Mm. And it, and it goes to hell. So poor planning and time management is a really big one. Absolutely. And really, really common. Have you noticed any other issues that come up yourself, Courtney? Well, the next one on our list is complacency. Mm. So complacency has a couple of different parts to it. So I'll, I'll start with part one and then you can go on to part two, Matt. So part one of our complacency is that... You're working really hard during the week and then you just want to relax on the weekend. 
So in every possible way. This again, this just comes down to the way you. I think we frame uh, our week in our head. Well, can we just say though, in terms of I just want to relax on the weekend, we can relate to that. Well, of course, I think everyone can. I think everybody. Everybody, you know, no one can really sustain working and having sort of a hectic life seven days a week. Well, it's not living. That's every for sure. week of it's your life, no. like that, that's crazy. So, you, of course, you need downtime. You need time to relax. So that part is not the problem. It's the complacency that comes with it in terms of. I have to do. Can, a, I, I have to do a meal prep. I, but I'm going to sit on the couch instead. Yeah, you can relax. But again, and I think this is where a lot of these do tie in together. They they all really cross over in a way because when we talk about complacency and we talk about the old thing of, well, I've worked really hard all week. I just want to sit down. Like, I just want to relax. That's fantastic. But if you had planned for that, then you'd be able to do both. So you would be able to still get what you needed to get done to achieve your goals and you could also relax. And then relax for the weekend. So it's not it's not mutually exclusive. It's yeah. not like you can say, oh, you've got to work hard all the time. That's a great point. You can also relax. We relax all the time. It's, it's essential <laughs> to... Got to recharge the batteries. Well, you, it's, it's physically and mentally essential for look, all well, of us. You look, I mean, let's just be fully transparent here. What do you and I like on Sundays? Well, we, Sundays are generally our day. So Sundays, Sundays are generally Matt and I's day to do nothing. To do nothing. So we do our best to get everything we need to get done done Monday to Saturday. That includes domestic issues, like you know, just clean the house, clean the house, make sure the house hasn't wash burned the down, clothes, wash the clothes, change the bed linen if you need to, do, do some food prep, do our grocery shopping. You know, often catch up with family. Catch up with family. So we went and caught up with family members yesterday and friends. So we had a really big day yesterday. We were out of the house basically almost all day. No, no, and night. literally all day. Literally all day, night. And uh, but that was fine because then today we got up, we went to the gym, we went to the grocery, did the grocery shopping, come home, got some food on to cook. You know, podcast planning done, any other emails, things like that that we need to answer. Type some loose ends. Any appointments that we have, we schedule them on. If we need to do an appointment on a weekend, we try to do it on a Saturday. So then tomorrow being, you know, Sunday, we would sit down and do nothing. Yeah. That is Basically, the extensive list of what we'll do on we a could Sunday. Do, we nothing. could do something if we wanted to, but because we have got everything else done. But we don't. We get to choose then whether we stay home and do nothing. But without compromising. Whether something comes up and, you know, you get a phone call from a friend that says, hey, do you just want to come over and hang out at my house? Okay. You know, so so we have the option there. So we try to leave Sundays as our re- relaxation day or do whatever day. So this is, what I, day. this is what I mean by saying it, it's complacency because it's complacency really to think that to have one, you can't have the other. So you can be busy, but you can also rest and you can also get done what you need to get done to, to achieve your, your goals. Yeah, we think you can have your cake and eat it too, Yeah, as the old cliche goes. So there is a second part to complacency, Matt. Yeah, I think it's where people like relax in every possible way, also in terms of the standards they set for themselves. Yes. So, hey, I've been quote-unquote, really good through the week, 
Now it's time to smash the booze. And, oh, you're making pizza. I'll have three of them. <laughs> and, okay, I'll have all five of those chicken parmigianas. Oh, you've made cupcakes. Can I have ten of them, please? <laughs> Point I'm getting at here is there is complacency that comes into the standards we set for ourselves. So I'm going to sit on my butt all weekend and just load up on shit. And yes, you may have been a, a very good boy or girl through the week, but like I, I hate to burst the bubble. Actually, no, I don't. Fuck it. I'm going to anyway. Fact is, hard work through the week is easily undone with a very bad weekend. Easily. Can I just quickly sorry, say, Matt, that to that point, I think this is a gain where people mistake the fact that their weekend is still part of their week. So people will say, oh, but I was good all week. But it's still the week. Like, it's still part of your body, this week. Your body doesn't recognize that it's Saturday and Sunday. It's still, you're still in the it's week. It's still going to process the shit no matter what day it is. So people pretend like Saturday and Sunday or whatever the weekend is. Doesn't count. Is, is like nomad like town. Like, like that doesn't mean anything. It's not part of this week and it's not part of next week. It's just a standalone thing. That it doesn't count. Well, there's those memes on the internet, you know, um, free calories, or those calories don't count. Yeah. Your body calories don't count on the weekend. Your body doesn't, doesn't know that. Yeah. So anyway, go so there, on. There I just is, wanted there, to point that, that out. Well, that's a good point. Thank you. Uh, there is the relaxing of standards on the weekend, and it can be very, very easy to undo the good work through, through the week with a consistently bad weekend. I have seen that firsthand mm. working with clients where they are, on top of it through the weekend, sorry, through the week, and their weekend just goes to shit. And mm. this happens so consistently, then when it comes time to review the photos, because in the end, the photos don't lie. Mm. Oh, nothing has changed. Oh, but I'm, but I'm really good through the week. It's like, yeah, but the weekends, mate. And I've seen, I've seen people like send their transformations backwards with something as simple as just hitting the alcohol on the weekend. Now, Courtney and I aren't going to sit here and say to you, oh, well, you need to be perfect through the weekend and through the week because that's what a fuckwit would say. Yes. And we're not fuckwits. Not in this context, we're not. So we're not advocating that you've got to be all over it all the time. No, because that's, you know, that's not the case. However, there is, everyone knows the old cliche, everything in moderation. There is a balance here to be struck. And the balance to be struck isn't, I'm going to be a, a good boy or girl during the week and then just blow it all out of the water on the weekend because that will hold a transformation back. That will kill weight loss. I think Seen it, it, done it myself. Yeah. I think it comes a lot down to what they, they people speak about in terms of mindful eating where mm. people say, you know, you've got to be mindful of what you eat because it affects you whether it's good or bad. So uh, you can never get away with just saying, I'm going to eat this and it doesn't matter. It's always going to matter. It just depends on what scale it matters. Mm. So it's, it's going to affect you in a good way. It's going to affect you in a bad way. It's going to not necessarily be the best choice, but on the balance of scale here, it's not going to affect me in a bad way. But there's always a balance of scale, but there's always a good and a bad. There's no like phantom food that you can just eat <laughs> that just doesn't mean anything. It's like the phantom weekend that apparently you can live through and it doesn't 
mean anything. It doesn't count. So, yeah, it, it, I think it comes down to mindful, being mindful of what you're putting in your body as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think no matter where you're at, and this is different for everyone, it'll be different for you than it is for Courtney and myself because we're a bit further along, just setting boundaries for yourself. Like Courtney mm-hmm. and I have got no problem, and we did this yesterday, we have treat meals. Yep. Like we, we, have, we have treat meals through the week, and there's no guilt with that. But do we let them become complete weekend binges? No. No. No, definitely not. Plus, you know something else as well worth, I think, bringing up there, Courtney? As your body changes, uh, as you get stronger, leaner, more healthy, and everything starts to, all those markers start to improve, your body doesn't tolerate those binges like it used to. No. I know you and I, even after a pretty good treat meal, if we've picked food that even though we like it, we know our body doesn't quite like it that much, we feel it. Mm. I'm like that with bread. So anyone that knows me will know that I am, for the rest of my life, and always just always have been, always will be, I am the world's biggest garlic bread fan. Yes. I haven't met a garlic bread I didn't like. Even <laughs> the cheap shit from the supermarket, it's all good. And then you got the cheese and the bacon garlic bread. Oh, my God. Anyway, I am a garlic bread nut. And so often if I'm having a treat meal, like if I'm out with Courtney or out with friends or family or whatever, like if garlic bread's on the entree menu, like that shit's getting ordered. Like it's coming out. Yes. Now I love it and it tastes delicious, but guess what? My body lets me know every time when I have it. Because I get good old fashioned bread belly where I feel like the marshmallow man until I deflate a bit later but I've noticed over time as well though that these binges that we've you know so often had on the weekend your body doesn't tolerate it like it used to like I know now if I went and had what, what used to be my old weekend binge of fast food and alcohol I'd be literally physically sick yeah so I think there are some benefits there that will come along for the ride as your habits improve but I'll tell you what and we've seen this with friends of ours Courtney um, in particular our end of year trip last year mm. where a an unnamed trainer friend of ours didn't tolerate things the way he thought he could and was very much laid low for well, a while. He was devastated. But I think at this at, at some point you just again you have to listen to your body. You have to be able to say and um okay, I can't eat that it doesn't make me feel good and enough adjust enough. Enough and enough. adjust yeah. no one wants to go out for a beautiful what's the point of going out for a beautiful meal and then coming home and feeling like shit for hours so where's the fun in that you can still go out and enjoy yourself it's all about as matt said it's all about moderation it's all about thinking mindful through, eating it is about mindful eating and it's about thinking through what you're doing how you're feeling and listening to your body so yes as matt said we went out yesterday we were out most of the day and night and we had a cheat meal but again we felt good we knew our bodies could handle it and we had it but then we just picked up where we left off and just ate good quality food for the rest of the day is it really a cheat meal though well, cheat. I, do, I take exception with that. Term. It's a stupid word to say, but it's the word that I, I actually fucking hate it. It's a word that I go to because everyone knows what I'm talking about. But I do agree with you, Matt. It is a stupid word to say because you're not cheating on anything. Sounds like you're having, a diet. Well, it, it it's cheating is like it does make it sound like you're doing something naughty, and it's you're not doing anything naughty. So, 
That's why I call it treats. Well, yeah, I should call it a treat meal. It is really, it's a treat meal. So we, we went out... Or a bonus food. Well, or just eating whatever the fuck we want to eat because we Uh-oh, can. Uh-oh, F-bomb alert. not going... She just dropped the F-bomb. To, ...to kill us, you know, because... We know our bodies and we know what we can handle and we can know how much we can handle of it. So we we are able to balance it out. So it's all about balance and it's all about listening to your body. But there is one more. Before we get into the tips for this, there is one more I just want to make comment Wait, on. Before before you do, I must ask you a question. Is that the first time you said fuck on the podcast? Ever? No, I have said it before, but, but I just... It just seems like I'm the only person who just drops the explicit language. It's That's... it's actually my favorite word. I... And anybody who knows me in in real life, not in podcast life, but in real life would know that I use it probably too frequently. I just don't remember you ever saying it on the podcast. But before. I have used it before, but there's something about being on a podcast that makes me feel like I shouldn't say it. Ah, it, fuck that. But it's hilarious because it is oh, like my favorite word I in, have in a, real life. I do indeed have a potty-mouthed wife. And I say it far too she swears, often. She swears like a sailor, like she's... Which is hilarious that I get on a podcast anyway, and I Anyway, enough of my like digression. There, anyway. is, there is indeed... Uh, Another final point yes. we want to bring up that people struggle with here. You want this one or shall I? I'll start with it. So it's it's basically the all or nothing attitude. Mm-hmm. So a lot of a lot of us get stuck into this, especially when we first start changing the way we eat. It's really easy to get caught into this habit of you get to the weekend, you've got every good intention in the world of planning, of preparation getting it all right. Maybe you've got kids sport or something to go to on a Saturday morning. You get up, you've, you've made your food for the day, you go to the kids sport and you forget it. <laughs> what am I going to do now? It's the second time. Like, what am I going to do now? So uh, for a lot of people, it'll be just throw the arms up and say, oh, well. That's it. The whole weekend is fucked. It's stuffed. I can't do anything about it. I'm just going to go to the canteen and have my my potato cakes and hot chips with tomato sauce. And sausage rolls. And a can and, of Coke. And meat pies. Oh, no, no. We'll, we'll just go to the Coke Zero, have the healthy option. So this is, this is a problem with the all or nothing approach where, yes, we've just spoken about having our treats and, and having a balanced um, lifestyle. There is nothing about that sort of food on a Saturday morning that is going to benefit you, especially when you're first just starting out. And this is a habit that we tend to find happens a lot with people when they're first starting out. Because what happens then is it doesn't just stop at the hot chips and the potato cakes and the Coke. Then it will follow on. And you think to yourself, oh, well, lunch is, you know, that was shit. So lunch doesn't matter. That can be shit. We'll stop at Macca's on the way yeah, home. Yeah, the whole, the whole thing's ruined. Then, then you know, it, it, it just goes bad to worse, to worse, to worse, to worse. And oh, then no, Saturday no. was ruined. So who cares? May as well stuff Sunday too. So I'm going to have all of this stuff on Sunday as well. So it's very, very hard when you're first starting out to be able to have the ability to be able to say, okay, that was bad. Let's move on and get back on track. So this all or nothing approach forms and then it it can really spiral out of control. And so this is where, yes, often you have got the best planning and preparation in the world and sometimes things can, can still go wrong, but they can always be saved. Things can always be done. You know, you can always 
find a better option or you can duck down to the supermarket and grab a roast chicken and and some supplies that you need if you're going to be out all day you know, or, or you, there's always other things that can be done. And that'll lead into the tips that we've got. But also, I think talking about this all or nothing attitude, people will use it as an excuse. Mm. So something has gone wrong or something has gone not to plan. So, okay, that you know what? That's what I'm going to use to let myself just completely go, go on a binge fest. I think it also saves them from feeling the guilt because it's not my fault. It was that's that's... It was that. That was the fault. Yeah, but you know, you, yeah, but the thing is, though, what is your fault? Quite often, is how you react, correct, to the situation, and that will lead into the tips that we've got, which I think we should do now. Yeah, let's do it, wife. Um, can you take the first one because I have secretly added a second one that's not on your on your list there. Okay, uh, the first one, priorities. So, making sure that you've got your priorities set. And I know this might sound stupid to a lot of people because you think, well, if you're trying to do things the right way, of course you've got good intentions and you've got your priorities. You'd be you'd be shocked on how quickly they fall away when things start to start to go wrong. But also how quickly and how easily it can be to put yourself second yes. or third or fourth on the pecking order. So we're not going to sit here and say if you've got kids, oh, forget the kids. Yeah, stuff them. They like get to miss out on going to football yeah, today. None of that changes. What changes is what you do for yourself. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's about making sure that you you've got your priorities there. So yes, kids have certain priorities they want to do. Husband, wife, partner, they've all got their own priorities. You're trying to squeeze off and a lot of things in on the weekend, but at the same time, you also have to be a priority. Well, who else? Who else is going to prioritize you? No one will. So no one will stop you and say, "Hey, don't worry about any of that. You go focus on yourself." That doesn't happen yeah, unless nah. you make it happen so yeah. so to be able to say you know what yes you've got to go to football yes you've got to go to basketball yes we've got to go over to grandma's house for her birthday party or this 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 and this but i'm just going to quickly make myself some food to take with me first it's amazing what a bit of 30 like 30 to 60 seconds of, of forethought can do mm. which uh leads to my tip that i've added on the sly here courtney uh, take control. Mm. In the end, this is your life. You're in charge. So if you're falling apart on the weekends, take ownership and do something about it. That's a really good one. I'm glad you added that one because in. You, in the end, thank you very much. Appreciate that. We are the boss of our own life. So look at like, I'll use Courtney and I as an example. No one changed us on our behalf. We had to do all that. Did we have support and help along the way? Of course. But in the end, the buck will always stop with yourself. Yes. Which is why me personally, uh, any client that tries to give me the excuse about the weekends, like I'm not copping that shit. Mm. No fucking way. I, I understand there's a challenge. Of course there's a challenge. However, the buck always stops with us. Yes. So the tip, the first tip I've got is take control. This is your life. You're in charge. Just pick the ball up and run with it. Yeah. Well, I think I will just touch on my second tip, which would be my personal tip, which is the way I've always been able to deal with these sort of 
thing, which I've spoken about in terms of discussing the problems already, but I'll just sum it up by saying it all comes back down to A, the way you think about the weekend and B, being forward thinking and being prepared. So when we discuss the first part of that, which is the way you feel about the weekend, the way you think about the weekend, you've got to remember that the weekend is still part of your week. So when you're saying to yourself, yeah, I've been good all week, so it, you know, it doesn't matter now, <laughs> where you are right now is still part of your week. So your week doesn't finish until the end of the weekend. So don't think that what you do on the weekend is just this like phantom time that doesn't count for anything. Your body, as Matt has said, it doesn't know it's the weekend. It doesn't feel like what you're putting into it is phantom food or drink. It's taking it in. So you can't be under the impression that what you're doing on the weekend isn't still a part of your week. It's still the same thing. So you have to think about your whole week as just that. It's one whole week. So it encompasses all seven days. And then with that, then it comes to in what I've done to get my head around that. And then came the planning. So for me, I've always been a bit of a natural planner. It's just what I do. I like to plan things out. Matt thinks I overplan, but that's his opinion. Um, I, I, no, actually, I don't think you overplan. I think you overthink. I, I like to think a lot of stuff through. I like to plan ahead. So... I am one that will always, I don't really love surprises, but I also plan just in case something goes wrong. I'm a bit of a planner that always comes up with plan Bs as well. So I will always think ahead during my week to the weekend, what's coming up, what have we got on, what have we got to do? And then I always add in a bit of a plan B. So if something happens, I might actually just get that food prep done you know, early on because, you know, worst comes to worst, something comes up in the afternoon. I don't want to be caught out. Random shit. You know, so I'm going to, I'm going to schedule my weekend this way sort of thing. So, you know what, it's just making sure that I'm, I'm planning my weekend the same way I plan my work days. It just doesn't involve necessarily working, but there's always stuff to do. So I use the same way that I plan a work day to plan my weekends, but it's obviously just a different set of tasks that I have to do. Yeah. So that's the way I sort of always got my head around how to deal with weekends. I think there's also a question worth asking as well for someone who really sort of, you know, falls apart on the weekend and isn't really putting in the effort to work on turning that around over time. Is that would that be a good enough reason for you not to reach your goals or not to fix what upsets you the most? Mm. So if someone just can't stand looking at themselves in the mirror when they've got their clothes off and they know that their weekends are really a form of self-sabotage. Is that going to be okay and an acceptable reason for you not to change what you want to change long-term? Does that make sense? Yeah. That's a question I think is worth asking, but I'll, I'll spin forward into my personal bit of advice when it comes to this. What I've done, and I've, I did this quite a while ago, and I'll explain a bit more in detail now. Um, I have two routines. 
So to me, because I'm all systems go through the week, anyone that knows me knows on the weekends, I like to switch off in every possible regard. Now, I love, love, love what I do for a living. Like it's, I can't even call it a job because it doesn't feel like work. However, my hobbies and my outside interests away from weight loss, health and fitness, etc., have nothing to do with exercise, with nutrition, with anything like that. So on the weekends, I'm likely to, to be, for example, sporting events, uh, out with friends, or uh, couch potatoing it, or hanging out with my beautiful wife. That would be you, Courtney, by yeah, the way. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> now, quite often, I also will have um, events on the weekend that will have me out of the house a lot. Now, that presents a challenge. So what I did uh, a while ago was I put in the time and the effort to do a bit of a bit of a trial and error. So trialing out, okay, if something on the weekend is either going to come up that I know about or could possibly be like a random event, what can I do in that circumstance? So I figured out, for example meals that I can quickly make up and take with me if I'm going to be on the road that I can have hot or cold. Mm. So I know I don't need to find a microwave or I don't need to find a frying pan because, you know, some people can admittedly and I can be one of them get a bit precious with, oh, I prefer this hot, I prefer this cold. I experimented for a long time with different food sources on how are they hot and how are they cold. Mm. So the food that I generally have will easily be eaten and taste fantastic cold as it does hot. So I, I personally find having, having a routine that I know works when things are, let's say, in control and under control and during my working week and on the weekend, I shift into routine B. Mm. And routine B also covers me for when the random shit comes up. Like if out of the blue on the weekend, like we get a call, say from Courtney's parents, there's a family barbecue. Let's just get this shit happening. All right, I I know to take A, B, and C. Yeah, hundred percent. Not not a case of oh, I'm going to go there and hope for the best. You know, I'm in control here. If I take A, B, and C, I can incorporate that with the barbecue, and I'm going to have a kick-ass meal with my family. Yep. What do you reckon? Yeah, no, it makes total sense. I really like it. So that's uh, that ends that. I think, well, hopefully that has pro- you know given some assistance. Yeah, hopefully that's just given some insight into possibly where you might be getting it wrong on weekends, or, or something you can implement to help make some improvements. Or Correct. the uh, the other thing that may have happened is we've just wasted forty two minutes of your life that you'll never get back. Ha! <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> Sorry, but too soon. Anyway, hope that helps. Uh, if you have any um, different tips that you do to help you out yes. on you, your routine out on weekends, tell us what you do to uh, overcome the weekend struggles or what you've done. I suppose we'd also wouldn't mind hearing where you find things hard because there's no harm revisiting this topic. Uh, where need be mm. so email us at podcast at the weight loss podcast.com that's what Courtney podcast at the weight loss podcast.com yeah we'd like to hear how you go with the weekends 
Uh, speaking of email, uh, I have an email here to read. Do you? Yes. It's not on my sheet. Okay, it's a surprise one. Our friend Kelly has emailed us back. Oh, cool. uh, after we answered her question in a previous episode. Uh, thank you so much for answering my question. It really helped give me some direction. Is there anything I could do to return the favor? I just love you guys, in particular Matt. Okay, that may not be there. She didn't say that. Uh, and everything I've learned from your podcast. Sincerely, Kelly. Now, the reason I normally, under circumstances like this, I would just, because um, I'm the, the nerd here, I do most of the emailing, I would just admin email. Person. Hey? You're the admin person. Yeah, I'm, I'm the secretary. I would email Kelly back and say, thank you so much. Glad we could help. Um, love your face. Have a good one. But I thought I would bring this one uh, onto the show. Is there anything I could do to return the favor? Because actually, I thought this would be a good time just to bring up um, to you listening that anytime you share the show or give us a an honest review on iTunes, that really helps. Yeah, it does. That really helps. Like we we're just a grassroots organization. It's just two of us um, in our little office. In our house, like where we don't pay for advertising for the show, we just do it organically. So anyone like or any any sharing of the show on Facebook is beyond helpful, and especially the the five star uh, ratings and reviews on iTunes, like that would help us the most, and we would be extremely grateful mm. and appreciative of that because any anything like that helps because in the end, the more people that we can reach. And the more people that we can help, well, that's what we do. Yeah, absolutely. That's why we get up in the morning. So um, that would be how you could return the favor, Kelly. Um, but yourself listening, like you'd be doing us a massive solid. Yeah. By you know sharing the show, telling your friends because that's that that's how we we get discovered. We we don't have the marketing spend of the big boys who can just dominate the the front page of iTunes. So we need your help. Yeah, absolutely. That's so, really good. Uh, on that note, we're going to wrap it up. Podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com is where you can reach us. Um, by all means, please feel free to tell Courtney uh, why she's ruining the show. Yeah, definitely. And where she can improve. <laughs> um, am I am I to that or what? Oh, yeah, for sure. Go so, with that. Courtney, Go with your theory. All right, cool. Courtney, take us home. Let's wrap it up. All right, we are done. Hope that helped. And we look forward to seeing you, not seeing you, uh, Mm, didn't do that well. All right, uh, we so look Matt, forward to having you listen to our next episode next week. You know that. Bye for now. Bye. Get more free tips, listen to previous episodes, and contact Matt and Courtney at theweightlosspodcast.com.